0: Ivy knows best family and friends I want to welcome y'all to Ivy knows best man and thank you very much once again for kicking it with me um, as always I'm Eric Ivy your host always here uh, and it's time for me to get a couple things off my chest you know I was having a conversation recently um, with a friend of mine by the name of Brandon Tompkins um, out there in Baton Rouge, Louis- Baton Rouge Louisiana what's up brother how you doing uh, hopefully you stand in power and uh, we had some uh, very intriguing dialogue that we pass back and forth and um there's some stuff i just wanted to kind of share with everybody today and just kind of um get off my chest man because i think it's uh it's amazing uh how far we've come as a people you know no matter what's going on and by people i just mean you know african americans also mean i don't mean only african americans also mean minorities and also those who helped us get there as well those who consider themselves allies to our cause and the causes that we support that support us that ultimately support the equality of our nation. Um, but there's something that does happen a lot in our community that I do want to address. All right. Um one well, one of the two things I want to address uh one of the main things I touched on one of them and it's about how how our black parents or as black parents um, we're really taught to make our children leave at a certain age or you know if they stay they do got to pay bills or whatever it is or pitch in to live there. Right. Um, And it's crazy when we see that. I think that a lot of what we see uh, as residuals from these type of situations are really top behaviors. And these top behaviors have spilt over and culturally have caused us to do something that's really damaging our youth. Right. So I don't think that age 18, any individual um, should be out on the street by themselves. I don't care what color you are, what race you are. I don't think you're really grown at age 18. I think that rule needs to be changed. Uh, I know you're old enough to vote and things like that. But if, you know, scientifically speaking, they say by age 25, your brain is fully developed. That's when you're truly an adult, right? Now that's just like a scientific kick there, um, point that I'm pointing out. But I really do want to want want to um, to sit back and kind of examine this and ask a couple questions like, why are we doing that? Like what has made us be so conditioned as a people that we felt as if we can just kick our kids out and in, in, in off to the curb, you know, or, hey, you got to get out at age 18, right? Or or you need to pitch, on, pitch, pitch in on some bills. Well, here's the thing. Those kids are trying to figure out life. They just started off life, right? And I don't think that the right representation that our children should have should be pitching on these bills oh and now i understand if you're in a hard situation right um as well you know as a parent or or whatnot but and if your child does need to work it is a working adult and there is an understanding between you and the child but making that like a necessity is crazy it's just really crazy um i think that you should definitely have your stuff together And in the case that you don't as an adult there shouldn't be like a need for a child to assist you, you know, uh, in, in everyday bills. They're there because you made them. They didn't choose to be there. They're not your friends. You know, you were just born into this family. Uh, and, excuse me, and ultimately I see a lot of differences culturally because in a lot of other cultures you see people staying for 20, you know, 25, 26 years old. They stay till they're married in some cultures. And in, uh, inside of our culture we just kind of uh, have adopted this turn 18 and get out mentality. Right. And I think that's something that needs to change. I think that by us doing this, we're creating uh, individuals who aren't completely ready for the world and our namesakes, our children, uh, you know, they're, they're going to go out and become productive individuals. They're going to go out and become uh, better versions of us. And I think that there needs to be some kind of, uh, thought pattern that goes along with how we how we treat our children when they are staying at home now this is this is for all uh, this is for this is not for every parent because i especially not my parents my parents didn't kick me out at age 18 or nothing like that my parents said you're going to do something with your life you're either going to work or you're going to go to school or you're going to do both right or you can join the military well i did work for a while then i, jo- then I joined the military and then after that you know i was grown. but i didn't leave the house until i was 20 years old I wasn't forced to leave the house. Now, I openly helped with certain facets, but they never came out and said, you need to help with these bills. That was never something that happened in my life. But I do see a lot of that. And I hear a lot of that. Hey, Amen. By the time my kid's 18 or by the time my kid's this age, they got to be gone or they got to pay some of these bills. Well, look, at the end of the day, I don't have a problem with an adult uh, pitching in. I really don't. But I do think that we need to change that mind frame that little Johnny needs to needs to pitch in. It's nice if he pitches in. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying little Johnny doesn't, you know, if he does have a job or if little Susie has a job or whoever has a job that they can't pitch in. Sure. You can, it's appreciated if you do, but I don't want you to think, I don't want to be your first landlord. I definitely don't. Cause I'm your, I'm your parent. You didn't come to me like you would go to a landlord. You didn't go to a property, seek them out, fill out an application, get accepted, you know, and then agree to pay rent or agree or, or, or agree to pay some kind of, um, some kind of uh pardon me some kind of utility (laughs) like just get me a little bit there but yeah so I think it's I think that's wild and I think that's something I've seen a lot of and I think we need to change that culturally you know you know And, and along with that we need to definitely stop kicking our kids out of age 18 there's no reason why age 18 19 20 21 22 um children should want to not be at home completely. I think that we need to start teaching more of that. Okay. Listen, yes, you're an adult. Yes. You're going to do adult stuff in my house. Here are my rules. If you can follow these rules, then fine. But if you can't follow these rules, okay. And you feel like you need to leave that's upon you, but I'm not telling you to leave. I want you here because I want to develop a successful person. And I think that, and I'm not saying that people aren't successful because they leave home early. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is a lot more than not that leads to certain problems. You know what I mean? Like, I've I, I seen plenty of guys in the military that age 18, 19 years old, right, going into the service. I went an age 20, right, and I'm watching some of these guys, 18, 19, getting hooked up with these cars and and, and, and all these different things that they really can't afford because they're in the military and, and these people are predatorily grabbing a, grabbing a hold of them, right? And then they're getting a hold of them and they're turning them out and they're getting them deep into debt. Deep in the debt, and you're only 19 years old. You get a thirty-five thousand dollar car age at age 19. That's thirty-five thousand dollars worth of debt off the rip. You haven't even mentally matured. You don't even know what you want out of life. You know, and I think there's a lot of lessons that need to be taught when we start talking about um, our children and what age they leave the home. Right? We should really stop forcing our children out of our out of our doors because that's what was done to us that's a very uh outdated in my opinion a very outdated form of tough love okay now for some people it is I think it's necessary it is necessary that some people do leave home and they don't become accustomed and I'm not saying you know go out here and be be some weak jelly bag baby boy you know somebody who who is out here with with no unction about himself or herself or anything like that. And you just want to stay at home for the rest of your life. Well, no, I'm not saying that I'm saying this. If you're old enough to make decisions for yourself, right. And you've been taught the right things and you've been shown the right things. All right. And you, and you're on your feet. I mean, finished with college, you're stable in your career, get out there and get your, get yourself a place if you would like, More more than likely, you're probably going to want to. And then start applying some of those principles that you've been learning for the last 20 to 25 years. Now, I'm not saying stay at home till you're 25. I'm not. But I think that there should be a little more advocating for keeping our children around a lot longer than we do. Right. I I think that's something that that needs to be addressed, especially with the way that we see our African-American children being treated you know at earlier ages right now i'm not saying uh no now, i'm not saying that all african american children are, are 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 statistically bound for this but one thing that we've noticed you know that and has been statistically found is that children who leave home at those earlier ages that are african american have already been prone to being you know treated differently and have different interactions with police right and have different interactions with authority figures and things of the sort. We need to keep our children, I think, as close to us as possible until they're mature to a point where not only do they know what to do, they understand what to do and why to do it. And there's one thing that comes with experience is you find out why. Right now, yeah, some kids do have to learn the hard way, but I was once told by a wise man, I don't got to work at McDonald's to know that the job sucks. And no offense to anybody who works at McDonald's, but you could just tell how somebody at McDonald's really feels about their job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, And that's no knock to anyone who's doing that. But you can tell. You can really tell. So, you know, I don't need or want my children to experience life, um, you know, from that standpoint of, okay, you turn 18, you got to get out of here. I tell my 13-year-old daughter all the time, if you want to leave, you can leave. That's up to you. But what I want from you... More often, more often than not, actually, no, what I do want from you 100 percent is for you to be a stable human being. But you're not going to be a stable human being with the fact with with the always looming 18 and out over my head, over your head, 21 and out over your head. No, I want you to complete, you know, and, and be stable. I don't want to put you out here. You don't have no job. You don't have any uh any financial backing. You You know, you got to figure it out. I don't need you to figure it out that way. I, I really don't. And the reason why is because that lends you to do things that, you know, you wouldn't normally do if you didn't have that pressure. And, you know, as we always say, pressure, either bust pipes or make diamonds. And one thing you're going to find out about yourself is whether you're whether you're going to be a diamond or whether you're going to be a pipe in life. You're going to figure out what you are. And I don't want to be that parent. Um, and I'm tired of seeing a lot of this, like, like a lot of these people who who were forced out and they were like man dude I wasn't ready to, I wasn't ready to leave home I wasn't ready to do this I wasn't ready to do that I don't want that story for my children and I think we need to change that narrative we need to change that narrative we need to continually be in our kids lives for a lot longer now than we than we were prior like I want to start seeing more 24 25 okay cool I finished college I had a steady place to stay I didn't have to pay rent my parents looked out for me I became successful and you know that whole story You know, not everyone has to have a struggle story behind success. I always say that success isn't always, you know, a struggle story. We don't all we don't always all have to drop out of drop out of high school, you know, become, you know, some, you know, some kind of entrepreneur and, you know, beat the odds. I'm glad those stories exist because it tells people what's possible, but it's not always necessary. If you have a good background and even if you don't have a good background, if you have a good support system or someone there who's saying hey you can stay here rent free no problems until you get on your feet until you finish college until you get in your career field like that is that is something that is so much more appealing and so much more important than anything else now you also have we all also have to understand there has to be ground rules all right so as a parent I'm not saying let you know let let junior and them running out running out your house and running females and doing no, no 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 if you got if you got some rules for your house make sure those rules are being followed like my mama told me this is my house okay you're my child and I love you <laughs> but you're gonna grow up eventually but it's my house like so if, if you can't follow those rules there goes the door I understand that side of it but at the same time I don't think that uh, my mother saying that meant I had to leave because I didn't want to follow the rules no it just taught me it just told me in my head okay well this ain't happening up in here. <laughs> this ain't going. And there's a set of respect and boundaries that was set that helped me to develop the mind frame that I currently have when it comes down to this subject. Because I'm really like I, a lot of my friends that I joined the service with that were, you know, they're, they're any age. But let's just generally say African-American. We were all between the ages of 18 and 20. Some 17 because their parents signed a waiver for them to go. Good, they graduate early. Like, like that. To me, that's crazy. That's crazy. Just five years prior, <laughs> you weren't even in high school. Just five years prior, you know. But we're allowing you to defend your country. Now, there are other people who do have this, have the same, um, you know, of, of other races who have the same. Their parents have the same ideology and, you know, 18 and out or whatever the case is, but we're not specifically focusing on them because a lot of that, even though it does exist inside their culture, it exists so prevalently inside of the African-American culture and in, in other minority cultures that it's starting to become a real issue. We should hold on to those children a lot longer than we're holding on to them because we're putting them out in the world without full on skills. Like full on skills, if we really want to turn the tide of something, we need to change how we are allowing our children to um, to really be uh, equipped for this world. Because the one thing I want to definitely do with my children is put my children out here with the correct tools so they don't have to do any of the things that I did. You know, just because my children might listen a little bit differently from me doesn't mean that my children have to learn harder than me. Yeah, they might need to learn a different way, but they don't need to have it hard. Right. So that's just the way I think for myself. Now, um, saying that to say this, I do want everyone to start really looking into how we uh, manage. I don't really want to say manage, but really, you know, manage our children's lives or focus on, on, on structuring our children's lives and letting them know, hey, look, you can stay here. You can stay here as long as you as long as you need to. As long, hey, l- l- Listen, but as long as you're doing something productive. OK, I me. I'm not going to let you stay here if you're not going to be doing something productive. So I'm going to instill in you from a young age. OK, you're going to have a job. And if you're not going to have a job, you're going to be doing something productive. You're going to be going to school. You're going to be working on some kind of craft. You're going to have something that's going to allow you to to work towards your independence in this world and your ability to be stable in this world. You're not going to sit on my couch and do nothing. You're not going to be broke, you know, in part of my language because I know my mama listens, but you ain't going to be broken on your ass and on my couch. That's not going to happen. You're going to you're going to get up. You're going to have some you're going to have some, uh, some values about you and you're going to definitely go make your mark on this world. OK, and, and if I can and if I can get you to be an entrepreneur, that's great. If I can get you to work for a Fortune 500 company, that's great. If I can get you to become a billionaire, that's great. A businessman or businesswoman you know, the next president, whatever it is, but I'm not going to kick you out on these streets when you are not ready. I'm not going to feed you to the monster that is the streets, because guess what, ladies and gentlemen, for every one child that you throw out that isn't ready, there's a street that's ready to gobble them up. <laughs> there's a, there, there's a police officer waiting for your child to be, to be ignorant one time for, for them to, to line step one time as an immature adult, so they can treat them twice the age that they really are. There's somebody out there waiting to treat your twenty year old son like a forty year old man you know so you know equip your children <clears throat> there, there's there's some there's some dude out there ready to take you know your nineteen year old daughter and treat her like she's thirty nine or thirty seven or whatever the you know I'm not trying to mess with the math here but still you know what I'm saying here you <laughs> you don't want no one to do that and you don't want to set your children up for that I think that we do definitely need to sit back and re just like retool that and really think of it in the in the in the the mind frame of i don't want my child to be out here in these streets with these things that i know exist in these streets now if my child wants to be a part of these streets and my child wants to you know leave the house and do things to get themselves in trouble yes my child is going to be taught the consequences of what life what life holds when you choose to make certain decisions that's personal accountability i'm not going to let you not be personally accountable but what I am going to let but what I am going to make sure I do is my best to ensure that you are ready for whatever comes your way, good or bad. And even for the things that are seen and unforeseen, my father always said, hey, listen, you leave the party with who you came with. That's the that's and that's the mentality that you always had. You rode with who you came with. There was a bit of loyalty that was taught in that. So if your brother has a problem, you got a problem, too. And that's because survival is what's most important. This is why we as parents have to start now grabbing a hold of our children and bringing them closer than ever because the worlds is really not safe and I'm not saying coddle your children to keep them from things no. no 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 you could definitely allow them to experience life but let's change how we do this let's change how this goes you know and and also let's change how we um how we how the media portrays people who stay at home right let's stop looking at the man or the woman who's staying at home with their parents is somebody who's no good because maybe they're staying at home with their parents because they're working on, you know, their degree or maybe they're working on a business or maybe they're working on developing themselves. If you're not past a certain age, like I said, in certain cultures, man, you don't psh, not only arrange marriages but you don't leave the house until you're married. That's in some cultures. That's not obviously African-American culture, but there's 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 cultures and countries where that is completely acceptable. And men and women don't look down on each other for that being the case. So we definitely need to adopt a little bit of that and look look into that, you know, a little bit and and look and see what we can do to change where we're, you know, viewing things and how things are going in our time and in our lives in our country. Now, also, I do also want to take time to, to talk a little bit about this. Because something came up and it's something that's very serious to me. Uh, you know, the question because the question was, you know, between me and Brandon, because it all stems from that one conversation. It's when do we stop having <clears throat> just the conversations and start actually acting like how long before you stop talking about something and you start really being about like how much venting is too much. And when do you need to stop the venting and actually start taking action, right? There there comes a time for everybody, right? In every situation that you're in where you're either going to continue to talk about something or you're gonna be about something. One thing I was always taught as a child is either you're gonna talk about it or you're gonna be about it. Show me what you mean. Show me how serious you are, right? So, you know, I know there's people out there who, who are going through whatever it is that they're going through in life. And sometimes we talk and we say things to get our point across but it comes across as this we're crying and we're crying we're crying well it's one thing to cry out for help but it's another thing to just senselessly cry and get nothing done and that's something that I definitely want to address because eventually if something is wrong and you do nothing about it then you're just accepting the status quo okay that and that and that's that's something that's reality based throughout everything you do. It's like a bully. If a bully keeps putting their hands on you, one thing I was always taught as a kid, if he keep if hey if Lil Jr. keep putting his hands on you, you whoop Lil Jr. Period. Lil Jr. ain't gonna learn until you fight him. That's that's how life is, right? So like <laughs> like if you don't whoop Lil Jr., Lil junior will keep messing with you. And even if you don't whoop let's say you fought Lil Jr., but you fought Lil Jr. hard, you might have lost, but Lil Jr. got some respect for you. I guarantee you Lil junior going gonna leave you alone. I guarantee you Lil junior to gain some respect for you because that's just the reality of the situation. You can't win them all. But at the end of the day, at least you can stand up for yourself and you can get out there. And that's something that I think um, needs to be applied to, to quite a few people. Cause after a while, no one wants to hear you crying and whining as no grown man or no grown woman. Not everything's everybody else's fault. Not everybody. like, (laughs) Like I've seen people legit get online on different social media platforms whether it be Instagram or whatever it may be and Twitter and all the other things, and they just cry about their lives. No offense. I'm not saying that their struggles are not real, but at the same time, not everything that you struggle with has to continually be uh, news for everybody else. Sometimes you need to kind of take those things in silence and go work on yourself, you know, and I, me personally, I feel like it's one thing to say something but to continually have to say it and nothing has changed, that just shows me that you're just comfortable where you're at. So you have to eventually uh, stop the stop being comfortable to grow. And I think a lot of that has, has to do, like I said, with growth. I think growth is a big part of this because I think that what people tend to do is when you haven't grown to your full uh, abilities, people tend to sit there and complain 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 that's that's a person who isn't who hasn't grown when you grow out of something you say enough it's kind of like a plant when a plant grows past a certain point it busts through the soil right so <laughs> so that plant that plant say okay well i can, this is uncomfortable i need to spread out so it spreads out as far as it can spread the up it reaches up towards boom past the soil line here it comes and it starts growing out Same thing with us. Right. You can you can let things happen to you in life and things happen to you in life. You could complain about them. You could talk about them. You could say things about them. But until you really take action, until you take action, especially right now, right now, if if you want a perfect example, just look outside. Look outside. Look, look at your local places that are still protesting and still doing the Black Lives Matter uh, protests and things of the sort, you see a perfect example of what can come from a group of people who have stopped just talking and start putting action behind exactly what they have been saying. For example, let's look at NASCAR. NASCAR, for the longest, has been a white dominated sport. People have complained for years about how NASCAR is a white man's sport, that's been something that's been said forever especially here in the black community. We don't have representation from a fully, from a full black athlete in that sport that I can remember. If you know one, feel free to comment and let me know, but I do not have ne- I've no, I don't know one. I've never seen one. Right. But we've seen what happened with Bubba Wallace. Okay. We've seen, there was a news place in place in his uh, place in, uh, in his, in his, in uh, garage at, at one of the speedways. And it's been there since 2019. Okay, so not only does that show that that place has had a systemic race, you know, racist ideology, but you had people quit. They quit. They quit the sport because they wouldn't fly a flag anymore. You couldn't bring Confederate flags anymore. And you had people talking about some defund NASCAR and all that. But here's the thing about it. For years we talked about how 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 These places were racist we talked about it We talked about how blacks weren't necessarily Welcome and then what happened is Things started to change on the outside People start seeing it sports and all those People start seeing how blacks were being treated How minorities were being treated And they said hey we're not going to allow that anymore Because The people finally got fed up They got fed up of just saying the Things and saying so let me show you what We mean let me show you what we Mean because what we mean is, is a lot more, um, is, 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 is felt a lot more when we actually step out and do something or say something. So, um, we got to start looking at that. We got to start looking towards that. And it has to start being a part of how we conduct ourselves because the reality of it is nothing changes when you just sit there and complain about it. Nothing ever changes when you just complain about it. And that's the reality of it. You you can't change anything that is solely just you. You know, you can't change anything by just solely sitting there and talking about it. Like, you just, you just can't. I'm not going to keep beating a dead horse on that. You need to get up and you need to make some changes. And, for example, if you got if you have a significant other who's out there treating you wrong and you're tired of being treated wrong by that significant other. You instead of just continually telling this person, this person continually looks at you and just continually does the same thing. They're showing you what they feel. So go ahead and show them your action now and 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 show them what you mean. Now, I don't mean go out here and put your hands on somebody. No, I'm not going to say go out here and harm someone. Don't do that. No. But what you do need to do is you need to stand up and say, OK, I'm not going to take this anymore. Let me show you what I mean. I'm gone. I'm out of here. If you have children, let me pack my kids up. Let me pack my kids up and let me get on out of here. Right. You know, and, and, and it takes a lot of that to get someone to understand exactly what you mean. It takes for you to do those type of things to really it takes action. The Bible says if you I don't know if you're a Bible listener or reader or whatever the case is, faith without works is dead. OK, so put some faith, you know, put some works behind behind those words. All right pick yourself up, dust yourself off. I bet you don't respect me. You don't love me. You don't know how to treat me. Okay. I'm gone. Maybe you will rep, maybe you, maybe you will realize, or maybe you'll get it when I'm no longer here to do the things that I've always done for you. And guess what? Don't feel bad. If you're in that situation right now, yes, I'm talking to you, but at the same time, you're not alone because we've all been there. I've been there. You know, we're all adults here. So at least for the most part. My demographics are between the ages of 25 and, and, and 64, you know, so <laughs> which, by the way, thank you all for listening. So we've either all been there. We are going through it now. And if you are currently going through it now, find someone who's been through it. Find somebody to lean on. Ask them, hey, what did you do? I guarantee you, they said, well, when I got tired, I got up and I moved on from that situation. Now it's it's a wrap for me. It's a, I don't I don't I don't deal with that no more. There's something to be said about being free from complacency and and not not, let me not say complacency complaining being free from whining and crying all the time right there has to be a line eventually you have to say enough is enough and that your enough is enough doesn't have to come in the form of violence or or, or disrespect yours can come in in the from the standpoint of okay i'm out bye or if that job is not appreciate you okay i'm done I'm going to find another place to be. Don't be afraid to go out there because just because it doesn't work for everyone else doesn't mean it won't work for you. Now, unless there's unless there's legit somebody standing outside with, you know, the the meal ticket to life, you know, and, and all the answers in the universe, then, you know, you're going to have some struggles out there. But you can't be afraid of those struggles. You got to you got to embrace them struggles. You have to. It's a part of your process. You have to enjoy the struggle even though not everything in life is designed for it, but you got to understand there is a difficulty in everything that you're going to do. If you're going to be successful and you just got to learn how to accept whatever comes with that. So that's just some of the tidbits we talked about. And I definitely just want to take time and spin it across to you guys. Um, One more thing. I had one more thing. I saw this and when I saw it online, I was kind of disgusted and I'm not disgusted because of what's being said as much as I'm as much as I'm disgusted with how people are carrying themselves. Okay, there's nothing wrong with understanding that your race matters and what you believe matters. But it does not mean that you are allowed to step on someone else's ability to matter or understand why someone else needs to matter. Right. I.e., I've seen a lot of these springing up of white lies matter. And it's starting to become a thing and they're starting in Florida and all these other little places where Confederate flags are flown. And, and that, and that statement is put on to different uh, different backdrops. And I think that needs to stop. Okay. If you, if you run into any of those people, just ignore those people. Okay. And here's why I say ignore them because they don't understand the reason for what's being said. And there's no point in you wasting your time on foolish people. And if you are one of those foolish people and you're listening to me, why don't you take a look at what's happening to every other person who does not look like you and tell me you do not have common human decency. and You don't feel a certain way and it doesn't evoke an action. If it doesn't evoke a reaction in you, then there's a greater problem within you. The greater problem isn't with the people. It's with you. Okay. so there's nothing wrong with feeling like your life matters. Yes, your life does matter. However, your life is not under attack right now okay and the people who look like you are not under a grand attack especially not at the record numbers that we're having african-americans be under attack so that's just you know something we need to go ahead and and look at and respond to but with that being said thank you all very much for for hanging out with me um as always i want to shout out all the black-owned businesses that are doing their thing oh i almost you know what i almost left out of here without saying this um black-owned businesses right I want to take time to to tell us stop expecting black owned businesses to do, you know, to do them to do more than than they are financially capable of doing. Okay. now I get it that there are some black businesses that do exist that do very well. And just because they do well doesn't mean that they can be held to the same standard as a lot of these other businesses. Now, when I say that, I'm saying don't walk into a black owned establishment. Right. And automatically expect perfect service, because when you walk into Denny's, or you walk into Cracker Barrel Or you walk into any of these other restaurants That might mess up your order You don't hold it against them You allow them to continue to live And make their dollar off of you Okay So let's stop looking at black businesses And stop treating them like There's something wrong Whenever there whenever something goes wrong Like whenever something doesn't go to our liking right? So why in the world would I walk into Because on this show I had uh, I had Nicole Harvin she's uh you know a business owner down in uh Atlanta Georgia and why in the world would I want to walk down to Nicole and expect Nicole to give me the same service that I would expect a company who's been around for a hundred years and have and and has established everything like why, why would I hold her to that same to that same uh measurement to compare like why like, what, what do I get out of that? Right. So I don't understand why we've taken such a hard stance on our own people and also on our own people, on our own people's products and how they handle their business. Right now, I understand there there should be. Yes. If you are a black owned business, use nail shops, for example, because I hear a lot of this. Man, I, I can go down to the Asian spot and the Asians will get me done real quick. It won't take them five hours. They're here when they say they're going to be here, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, I can understand that. Yes, you do need to have common courtesy for those who you do supply a service to. Yes, you do. However, do not walk into <laughs> like like okay. Do not look at uh, you know, Jay- little Jamie's uh backyard barbecue spot, right? Or or little Jamie's cell phone company. And then compare little Jamie's cell phone company to Apple. Cause whenever Apple gives you a phone and then slows it down, do you stop buying Apple products? I don't think you do. Do you stop <laughs> like, do you stop wearing, do you stop wearing Nike shoes just because one pair of your shoes had a hole in them? No, you just go buy another pair of the same shoe at times. So how do we give Nike and Apple and all these other businesses a second chance but we don't even give our own people a first chance the first time they do something we don't like instead of us being forgiven. OK, well, hey, let me let me let me say, man, here goes a little bit of uh, advice. Let's do this better next time. Right. Have that conversation with your brother or your sister because so you, you want to see them grow. And if and brothers and sisters, if you if you own a business, right, if you're a minority black owned business, right, and you straight up just have that clientele and it's, and maybe it's not the biggest, but you know, you have enough clientele and they give you, they give you some, some, uh, some good, some good advice. Take it, take it. Don't, 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 don't get offended. Don't act like everything they're saying to you is necessarily, uh, something that they, they're hating or they want to tear you down. No. Cause sometimes there's things that we need to work on. I look, I take, you can ask any of my friends, when we have a conversation, I man, you know, I, I should have done this about my pockets. oh man, you did well, but you could have done this better. And I take that. I go back to the lab. I write down everything and then I come back out. It, you know, you take the criticism that helps you grow, grow from it, learn from it and get better. But we need to stop. If you are a consumer of a black product, stop treating these people uh, with with with, with such a short leash. You know what I mean? Like. Like if if they mess up or whatnot, don't go to your social media and don't start running them down. Cause you don't you don't go down to 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 social media and run down your iPhone because it's in slow down, Like I said before, you you don't go down there and you don't run down <laughs> you don't run down uh you know any of your other companies that you might use in high regard, whether it be Samsung or wherever it is, you don't go run them down. You still give T Mobile your money, and T Mobile could be cutting your service off, like. Like, come on! Like, let's not do that to ourselves. Let's not let's not tear each other down. Let's build each other up. Let's be better than that. Let's be stronger than that, right? You know, one hand I always watch the other. Give great advice and also support. Support one another. You know what I mean? Support one another. I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to go to you know Nicole Harvin and 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 expect her to do things for me that an IBM can do for me. You know, even though, yes, they can do certain things exactly the same, but I understand she's one person. She's she's her own personal business and shout out to her business. I'm not going to go to grind athletics and expect grind athletics to do the same thing for me that Nike can do for me. They're grind. They're their own thing. And I have to respect the fact that they're their own thing, you know, so let's let's get some love out here, man. Let's let's not uh let's not act that way with our own people. Let's not act that way with anybody. Let's start, let's start holding these bigger companies just as accountable as we hold ourselves. Cause I mean, shoot, they got billions of dollars involved. They're getting paid big time money. If you're buying something from a billionaire or a billion dollar or trillion dollar company, or how many billions of dollars these companies are worth and they mess up, you have a right to be upset because that billion dollar company has, has, has developed the formula that's gotten them to where they are. If you're, if, If a black owned business is making their money and they haven't gotten all the way there and they haven't gotten to a status of franchising, let's say their restaurant or something like that, they haven't perfected the formula. Understand. Yes, I understand. You do want perfect service, but maybe they haven't gotten there yet. Okay, so there's a bit of understanding that has to go with that. I'm pretty sure the people who first started out with Apple Were not seeing perfect products Before we got to an iPhone 10 and a MacBook And all these other things I'm pretty sure we had Before we even had had, had iOS system We had some frumpy system that wasn't the best and it, was, and it was debated and people didn't like it I'm pretty sure it was something to nitpick about that company But now look at it now We as black companies can do that We can do that at, at, With black entrepreneurs and black owned businesses We can do that We just have to support each other. We have to put the money behind each other. We have to put the faith behind each other. Now, I'm not saying don't use whatever products make you comfortable. I'm not saying don't I'm not saying go somewhere where people are mistreating. You No, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is let's give ourselves more than one chance. Let's let's not go. Okay, look, I'm going to go to Eric's business and Eric's business better be just like. such and such business. Eric Ivey's podcast better be just as good as Joe Rogan's. Man, Joe Rogan has a following and has been doing this for years. Joe Rogan has the equipment. Joe Rogan has the money. I'm doing this for free. I'm slinging these conversations for free. So please bear with me until I perfect the formula. Once I perfect the formula, hold me to that standard because I'm already holding myself to a standard that's well beyond what you may believe. This might be great information to you, but I'm hearing all the mistakes. You know, so that's just a little train of thought, man. I want y'all to take some time, uh, really think about that. But back to all my black home businesses who do support this channel, Modest Clothing, Modest Clothing Apparel. Thank y'all very much. Also can't stop my grind, Grand Athletics. And also, as always, and this is my brother, I want I wanna apologize to him. Uh, Mr. Owner CEO or Devin Cohen, my close friend, um, owner enterprises. Last my last show, I messed that all up. I wanted to apologize for that. Uh, but definitely want want to shout them out. Let's keep this going, man. Let's keep this going. Go out there, support. Um, and as always, before we finish, let's get some justice for Breonna Taylor. Those 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 people have still not been locked up. Let's 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 get that. Let's get that out the way. I'm not going to stop saying it. Doesn't need to stop being said. Uh, even though there's a lot of people who are back to serving their only fans and doing all these things. Let's still get justice for Breonna Taylor. All right. Let's. Uh, Let's, let's let's build a world of, of equality and especially you know more than anything let's build a world of love man so peace beyond to all y'all man y'all take it easy